Welcome everybody to uh, our post game uh, Browns week four uh, post game show. I am one of your hosts, Ron Pierce, uh, better known as RP. And I'm your other host, Big Sean. What's up, RP? On What's a happening, victory brother? Sunday. Victory Sunday, man. We don't victory do Sunday. I'm good. I'm always good when we win. Yeah, yeah. We, we've existed through uh, many. <laughs> Uh, lost Sundays, <laughs> so right. to be in this spot where we, we we walk away with some kind of semblance of a team win, uh, it wasn't perfect. I I kind of I kind of deemed it as an ugly win, but I'll take any win over uh, any loss. Yeah, it'd be so alternative. It definitely was an ugly win. So um, for all of you that's been sleeping under a rock. Today, um, the Browns beat the Minnesota Vikings 14 to 7, <laughs> uh, which is a very, I won't call it a weird game. It was just different. It wasn't what I expected today at all. Agreed. I, I think uh, based on both offenses, the efficiency of both offenses, I think we both uh, expected to see way more offense, basically. I think we both expected to see kind of what we saw in the first drive from both teams where you saw both teams move the ball down the field kind of easily um, hit their targets, hit their marks and put up a lot of points or, or, you know, like use the clock and, and uh, you know, keep the defenses off the field and put the other defense at some level of a disadvantage. That's what I was kind of expecting. Um I wasn't 100% sure how our defense was going to play against somebody as efficient as Kirk Cousins, somebody as uh, as quick because he gets rid of the ball really quick. He's, he's very precise in his throws. So I, I thought it would be a tough game for us. However, I didn't think it would be an impossible game for us to win. Right. You know, and, and my prediction was for the Browns to lose. I think I said what – I can't remember the exact score. It's been like 34, 28. Uh, I wrote it down, but of course I don't have my uh you said uh you said 25, uh excuse me, 35 to 20. Okay. That, that was what you said. No, I ain't say 35 to 20. I ain't say we're gonna get blown out. You did. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry, that was OSU. I'm sorry. You said 31 28 for the Browns. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, that's 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 more like it. Yeah. So we so, both expected to see more offense. Uh, than we than we actually saw, um, and that's one of the reasoning, one of the reasons that I have, you know, Jadavian Clowney behind me because the defense showed up today. I didn't anticipate that. I don't think you did either. Um, they showed up really, really big today, and I honestly will put this win on defense. Like we won this game because of the defense. Yeah, this is the first time. Um. Well, let, let me let me preface it this way: the first time in Stefanski's era that the defense carried us for a whole game. Now you had a couple of games last year where the defense held teams, but a lot of that was due to weather. You know, we had that three that that uh, three home game stretch of some of the worst wins. Yeah, some some bad ever. weather, and we that kept the offense down. But I don't give our defense credit for that. That was more weather related. So this is the first time, and we we're in the dome today. It was no weather, was no matter of fact or anything where our defense was dominant really for four quarters. 
right. pretty much, man. And if we haven't seen a performance like that in quite a while, man. So uh, I was definitely excited to see that. And I think, man, um, the defense kind of owed that to, to, to the team. You know, I, a lot of games in the offense had to score, you know, 35, 40 points and still, you know, end up losing or barely winning the game. And the defense, man, they, they came to play today, man. So I was very, very uh, excited to see that. Just put it on, put it on a second. Put it on the side, man. You don't have to bring it down here. Just put it on the side. Make your play. Um, I agree. I think, sorry about that, John. I, I have kids that don't uh, have any uh, care about what I'm doing <laughs> on a professional level or otherwise. <laughs> um, I agree with you, Sean. I think that we've seen games, and we, we know this because we watch a lot of, of Browns football, bad, good, and different. <clears throat> uh, we, we've watched this team not be what we saw today on many occasions uh, defensively. And hold on. Defensively. Yeah, I'm, you, sorry. Yeah, we, <laughs> look, we got the same. Look, we both got the same interruptions. <laughs> um, but we both, uh, you know, agree that the defense hasn't always been the defense. I don't care who the numbers are, who the characters are, who the play callers are. Our defense has always been uh, suggested to be better than what we've actually showed up to be. But over these last two weeks, uh, the defense, the play calling, um, I didn't expect to see some of the blitzes that I saw today. Like everything was on time other than the first drive. Yeah, because everything has been so vanilla, man. Since Joe Woods has been here, it's been so vanilla and just playing, playing soft, soft coverage um, and stuff like that, man. So to see the last two weeks, man, to see us pressing, you know, press coverage, bringing blitzes, taking some risks, taking some chances. And even we're down some players, man. I think we're down two or three players starting. Yeah. Yeah, we, we started and, uh, the man, they, Johnny Harrison getting a um, concussion. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So he went down like in the first quarter. Yeah. And so, see us actually getting a pass rush with just sometimes with just, just four. With just other than Miles Garrett, man, that's, um, you know, they're really getting me excited, man, about I what like, these people can actually do. I like what I'm seeing. I like uh, the effort up front. And this is rare. Um, for for the Browns, a type a Browns team, it's just rare because we're so used to, like you said, things either being vanilla or uh, things being just bad for us. Like we've had names and, and numbers, but these guys weren't those same guys. We actually have guys that are those guys in this moment, like right now, today. We not just guys that used to be these guys, because we're used to that. You know, we're used to getting the Willie McGinnis, you know, those guys that used to be the guy back in the day. Right. Yeah, you get them when they're all washed up. And- yeah, but now we're getting the names. My guy right here, Jadavian. We're getting the Malik, uh, both Malik's, Malik uh, Jackson, Malik McDowell, Malcolm McDowell. You know, what I mean Malcolm. Uh, uh, Smith, uh, Smith, the middle line. 
we're getting guys that used to be kind of somebody who are still kind of somebody and can still be important to an offense or excuse me, a defense working well. You know what I mean? And that's rare. And now we got a guy calling plays that we've been, I've been hard on Joe Woods. I said that in the midweek show. I've, I've continued to say that all last year. I've been very hard on him, but I've been fair. What I've seen in these last two weeks is, is really impressive. Um, so I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I don't know when's the last time I've seen two weeks in a row where we've just taken, uh, a, you know, a team apart like this two right. weeks in a row. And, and let's not kid ourselves, man. Now, Chicago, that's one thing. Rookie quarterback, first start mm-hmm. on the road. You know, okay, he struggled. We took advantage of that. Um, but Minnesota is a very potent offense. Uh, Kirk Cousins came into this game with eight TDs and no interceptions. No picks. Um, putting up a lot of points, a lot of yards. You've got Adam Thielen. you got Justin Jefferson. you got Dalvin Cook coming back from injury. Um, you got a very, very potent offense. And the Browns is pretty much – just shut them down like pretty much all the way. Um, I love seeing guys are in the right place. Um, this kid, JOK, is a monster. Um, it's still still in the draft by far. So far, it's still early, still early. But as far as the early, early results, that was the steal of the draft, getting that kid in the city. I mean, he's all over the place. All over the place. Sideline, sideline. Bro, and I don't want to be the I told you so guy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. You know I can do it. I'm not gonna do it. But this is why I was so high on that kid. I just felt like, you know, we we, uh, and we being the Brown, we haven't had a fast to the ball, aggressive, right where they need to be at the right time, type of linebacker. When's the last guy we've had like that? We're talking about like Mike Johnson and Eddie Johnson back in the day. Yeah, you talking about you talking about going back on Clay Matthews type of type yeah. of guys that were where they needed to be at all times and were also affecting the play. Not just a guy running around crazy. Because we got listen, we have some uh very fast and very active linebackers, Taki Taki. It's one of these active, fast guys, uh, Mac Wilson. But we're talking about in the scheme of things, like making the tackle. It's third and one, and there's a guy that we need. We need to make a tackle. And you got a one-on-one with somebody. JOK is that guy. Yeah. And that's what I saw uh, when I kept saying, um, you know, before, you know, pre-draft, I want this kid. This is a guy that I want because it seems like he's like a missile. Wherever the ball is, wherever the play needs to be made, this guy is downhill. He's just a downhill, head down, eyes focused, not just a flat out head down, but my head is down and I'm geared towards wherever that ball is going and I'm making that tackle. And this dude did the same thing last week that he did this week. All he did today was make the plays when he was on the field. Exactly. So exactly. And it's good to see, man. I, I saw Taki Taki flying around. Yep. Uh, I saw Mac Wilson flying around. People, they weren't missing so many assignments. Um, I thought, you know, Denzel Ward had a couple of balls thrown on him, but I thought he had a great game. He, he Denzel played good today. He played really good today. 
he made some he made some huge plays. And he's playing one of the most effective, not even just the, one of the best wide receivers, one of the most effective wide receivers in the NFL. And Adam Thielen, he was playing him one on one most of the day. And I mean, outside of like two, maybe three catches, you're absolutely right. He was on his ass. Yeah. You know, um, it was good to see uh, Delpit is flashing now. You're seeing, you know, his his worth on the defense. So I think overall, man, um, if this defense continues to come together, I know they're not going to play like this every week. But if you just get the effort every week, man, this team can be dangerous because now that we have to move over to the offensive side of the ball, um, like we even said last week, the offense hasn't clicked yet. Yeah, and, and I'm surprised, and I'm I'm thinking that the offense is going to kind of take off running, and the defense would have to play catch up, which it kind of sort of like that at first. Um, you know, Kansas City, our offense played well. Texans, you know, they were so so, but the defense, both those games played horrible. Um, and now the defense is starting to come on, but the offense is still kind of shaky. And in my opinion, it just has to do with the offensive line not being healthy at all um and it's affecting the run game and the pass game where baker probably paid, played his worst game as a brown or one or one of his worst games um and i'm not blaming the offensive line solely for his performance it wasn't like he was running for his life but baker you know i think there's a stat that shows when he's under pressure his quarterback rating is like 28 as compared to when he's not under pressure. Yeah. It's something like a hundred something. And yeah. whenever he, the knock that I can put on him for right now, because I'm not going to be overly negative today, um, is that when he starts feeling pressure or anticipating pressure, he starts throwing the ball a little bit too early. Um, with, you know, he's overthrowing receivers, underthrowing, not making good decisions. Like he had one play, man, where uh, Felton was out there in the flat for an easy first down. He's looking dead at him and then and he held on the ball and took a sack. So whatever's going on with our offensive line has got him kind of shook a little bit. Um, Now, I'm not going to sit here and disparage him and like other people are doing right now and saying he's not the guy. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I've seen a kid make too many plays to uh, to do that, you know. Yeah. But and but but you know we are here to analyze the game and fair is fair. And I said he had one of his worst games. Now what he didn't do was turn the ball over. So 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 he didn't exacerbate his bad play. Right. With turnovers. Right. So but to me, like that that offensive line is really concerning me. Jedrick Reels went out again. Like you may just have to shut him down for a couple of weeks to let him get healthy, man. Cause he's not, he's out there getting beat. And in the offensive line, like if one call cog is not in place and not performing well, it messes everything else up. Cause now another guy has to cover for what the other guy's not doing. And they're getting beat more so like than anytime we saw last year. You no, know, Batonio is not having that great of a time right now console is not playing all that you know period and we know trevor's hurt too so yeah. um that needs to be addressed man if you got to sit wheels down for a couple of weeks 
to make sure he's right for what we really need him, you know, later on in the season, you know, then so be it, man. So uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I, I don't, I can't, I wish I could disagree with you, uh, especially about the O-line. Uh, these guys are hurt. And I said it a few times uh, before. I know I mentioned it uh, within this past week uh, in our midweek show. Uh, I just feel like a guy that's uh, 6'5", 6'6", 300 pounds, <clears throat> you need your wheels underneath you. So to have an ankle injury and be that kind of, you know, that big of a guy need to be that mobile, it's going to be a problem. And it's going to be a problem all season if you just keep allowing him to uh, to not be healthy and be out there that way. You know what I mean? It's going to be a problem. So I think it's a problem for him. Uh, Wyatt Teller doesn't look great. Or let me let me rephrase that. It's not that Wyatt Teller doesn't look great. He doesn't look as good as he's as he's looked in the past. Yeah. Right. Um, definitely not as good as he looked maybe last year or so. Um so with him not playing that well or not being the same type of player, with uh Jedrick not necessarily being healthy and not playing as well. You just mentioned it. And maybe Batonio is trying to cover a lot of stuff for Jedrick. So it makes him look like he's doing less or not being the same type of guy because he don't have the same exact assignments like you would have when everybody's healthy and the whole line is playing the way that the whole line should play. Uh, Jake Conklin got took to school in, uh, in week one when they moved. Uh, Chandler out uh, to, mm -hmm. you know, they moved him out the middle and to the left. Like he got took to school. He just beat him up. So we've seen this offensive line not necessarily look um, as effective as we're used to seeing this offensive line um, in the past. And it's okay because we're, we're still, let's be honest, we're still only talking about week uh, four. This is week four. We're one quarter, or yep. now that we got an extra game, it's a little less than one quarter of the way through the season. Um, and probably out of the two of us, I'm more of the panicker. I'm more of the, the emotional, uh, chicken little, the shit's hitting the fan type of, type of guy. Sean will tell you that. He won't say it that way, but I'll say it that way because it's me. <laughs> he, he'll never say that but I'll say it because it's me and I, I usually get frustrated pissed off etc cetera, etc cetera. so what I'm seeing right now is a team and I was just having a discussion I went next door to my to my neighbor's house and we were you know they're Steelers fans over there but they're also football fans and we were just kind of talking and they were like yeah, but that's what great teams do. Just because the offense don't do everything today, how many times did that happen for the Steelers in the past? That's very true. How many times did the, did the Ravens not do that in the past? It's true. Like, sometimes you got to ground one out. 
The stuff's not going right. And then you want to do that every week. You don't want to do that every week. And I think, but every now and then you're going to have a game. And that's why I'm not mad. That's why everybody was, you know, online was going in on Baker and stuff like that. And the reason why I wasn't mad like that, because I was like, man, sometimes it just be like that. Sometimes you just, just off. Like I was watching um, the Rams game today. And Matt Stafford was playing like this bad as Baker was today. Like he just was just all he missing wide open receivers, overthrowing, didn't seem to be focused. I was like, you know what? Sometimes it just happens, but good teams find a way to pull those games out. And this is when the defense owed the offense. You know what I'm saying? They they were not gonna let Minnesota score. And, and, and for some reason, I really, even on that last drive, Minnesota got the ball. I was like, I was still wasn't really worried. I was like, the defense been playing so well. I was like, somebody will make a play. Well, you know what? You know? I, I, now, in that moment, I was probably a little bit different than you, only because I felt like, man, this team ain't played great defensively yet against a really good team. So I felt like, man, we might have spent some of our better defensive moments. Yeah, early in the, you know early in the game. So now you're working. Now you're not working against <laughs> uh, a, a good team. Now you're just kind of working against luck. Like, bro, you don't have like. Eventually, you start to work those numbers, and the numbers come out uh, a certain kind of way. So, you know, having having said that, and having you know kind of gone gone through that, bro, I have to be honest. Um. I, I didn't want to have to start this conversation about Baker. But let's start this conversation about Baker. Number one, I'm not against Baker. And I was one of the guys that decided to put something on Facebook today. I put it on Facebook. I, I didn't say Baker sucks. I didn't say this guy ain't our guy. I didn't say what is this guy doing? What I said was Baker's not having a good day today. That's all I said. And that's fair. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I, I that, that was my post. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Baker doesn't look good today. And he didn't. That wasn't a jump off the cliff statement from me. And again, what did I just say a little bit ago? I'm usually the more emotional. Yeah, he... He just he had a bad. He played like the, he played like a piece of shit. He he listen, and, and and for those of you who might listen to what I'm saying or what I posted, and some of the some listen, even though the Browns fans a are a little more emotional than most other fans, so um, that's fair. But you can't be mad at these guys for pointing out the obvious. Baker wasn't good today. That's just it. Baker was not good today. Y'all want to try to talk about him forcing passes to certain people? Man, just make a regular pass to certain people. And he did not do that today. That's not us jumping off the ship. And that's not us going berserk. Somebody has to say that. So why did I say that that way? Well. That's what Baker said about his play today. I watched his post uh, his post game conference, and he said I had a piss poor for uh, a piss poor performance. 
I'm not paraphrasing. This is what Baker Mayfield said about himself. So I'm not killing the dude. I could. I could easily kill this dude. Today, especially. Because to me, where we won 14 to 7, we probably should have won this game 31 to 7. Yeah. Probably. On the short end. On the short end. I know three touchdowns right now that he missed. I can name them. Yeah. So, so you have to, and this guy has been a quarterback his entire life. So it's like asking a guy that's been a pitcher his whole life. When you work on a fishing boat and your dad is a fisherman and you become the captain, you know what that, that whole crew expects for you to do? Find a damn fish. <laughs> So you've been a quarterback your whole life. We expect for you to hit OBJ to put this game out of reach, bro. Am I being hard on Baker? Absolutely not. I'm just asking this dude to play the game the way the game. Look, even OBJ was like, God damn, that's the fourth time you didn't overthrew me or side through me. What you doing? Today was one of those days where Baker was throwing at a beehive all day. Yeah. Everything was a laser. There was no touch. No there, touch was no, there was no rhythm. And I don't know where he lost it. So I kind of agree. I, I, I can't even kind of agree. I almost have to thoroughly agree with what you're saying. And that maybe because the offensive line isn't healthy enough, or hasn't been healthy enough, and he's taken some hits over the last couple of weeks because Chicago got in his ass. So maybe he just got, like, happy feet now. Now he's back to the happy feet, Baker. And let's not forget that he's playing with a separated shoulder, too. And he's playing with a separated shoulder. But listen, that still is the same thing. Either go sit your ass down or you're going to play. I agree. Because we can't have um, so, you costing us points because you're trying to get rid of the ball on some on some goofy shit. You know that damn that damn uh as soon as he threw that ball, I said, oh, that's intentional ground. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, God that's that's intentional grounding. And you know they took a minute to figure it out. Yeah, it, or it, it, it's grounding it. for everybody <laughs> except Tom Brady. They wouldn't call that on Brady. I'm like, come on, bro. You know, we but- have to have. The thing is, we have to have the defense and the offense working <laughs> for us as much as we possibly can. However, we did not have that today, and we still walked away three and one. And this was a big game, man, because um, you got another tough game on the road next week. So that's a tough game going out there to to see the Chargers and Herbert. And yeah, that's that's another potent offense you got to deal with. Um, So this was definitely a big win. Like I said, during our midweek show, this is historically a team that we don't play well against. Um, You're on a road to you in a loud stadium, a hostile environment. 
and they walked away with that win. They gutted it out. Um, so I'm happy for that. So another thing, too, I noticed, and I guess I've known this, but I've been kind of like waiting for him to, you know, to maybe go the other way. And that's Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski is crazy. Kevin Stefanski is crazy, and he does not care. He, I didn't expect him to be as aggressive as he is. Um, in a way, and, and it's a good thing because we've had conservative can be, coaches. Can be bad too, though. No, no. Now here, here's where, where it's a good thing because we've had conservative coaches pretty much the whole time since the Browns have been back. Um, so you don't think that could be bad? What, being conservative? No, I'm saying you don't think that his aggressiveness can be bad? Yes, because you've got to have some balance with him. But, but, but I like the fact that he doesn't show that fear. Now, we just need a little bit more balance. Like, a couple of times, just, just take the points. Now, on the flip side, you put, okay, you go for it down there like that. You put Minnesota in bad field position. You kind of playing that game too. But sometimes, especially when you've had two long drives, you're not coming away with anything. Just, just take the three. Take the three, man. Just take the three. That first um, drive, you should have just took the three. Right. And I could see if our kicker was struggling, but this dude, man, I owe, I owe homeboy. I made it. I made it. I don't know if you saw, but I made it a Facebook post. I said, "Man, I, I, I just tend to think that Stefanski don't like the kicker. <laughs> like, bro, we, we, we. That's a, that's a, a, a twenty-seven yard kick, right? That's nothing. This dude let the dude kick it. Let him kick it, and he was against it. Like, no, we're gonna go for it. We'd rather get no points than kicks." So, right, but, then, but, but then, but then he kicked the fifty-six yard field goal. He went for you know. Yeah, and, and this is what I'm. Bro, and he nailed. It happened last week too. <laughs> it happened last week too. Right. You decided to kick the fifty-seven yard field goal, but you didn't want to kick the thirty the thirty yard one. Right. Like I don't. Like it doesn't make sense. I do like the aggressiveness. Uh, I, and again, I do actually like Kevin Stefanski. But to 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 go out on that field today after last week and you go for it on fourth down in the red zone and you get sacked for the third time on a red zone fourth down, yeah. bro, it's, it's something wrong with your play calling in the red zone. Not with your play calling, period. Just your play calling in the red zone. Y'all got to do something else. And like I thought today, you should have ran it all three times. Yeah, first and goal like that. Yeah, you should have. You passed it twice and then ran it on third down. Come on, man. Like to me, the the thing about the freaking analytics that drives me nuts is that you you use these numbers to tell me that this is the best way to play football. But we also have numbers that suggest this is the best way that we play football. So you got guys on this team that average uh, anywhere from four and a half to six yards per carry. What are you doing? 
Don't tell me you're an analytics guy if you're not paying attention to these numbers when you're just right. I'm, I'm throw it. I'm going to throw it. Man, if you don't run this damn ball, just run the ball. Especially when you're when your QB is struggling, your offensive line struggling. And you these know. guys are struggling. And and Baker today. Uh, let me let me. I don't know that I said it yet because I've kind of alluded to it. But let me say it. Baker was not good today. I've been I've been attempting to not use uh, the hyperbolic adjectives. I've been I've been attempting not to you know like oh man he's awful he's terrible. But Baker was not good today. And and again he went more hyperbolic than I did, saying that he was piss poor. I I, I never said that, but that's what Baker said about himself. He missed no less than three touchdowns today. Today. He missed at least three touchdowns today. Yeah. Should have hit Hunt. He should have hit OBJ twice in the end zone. And he he was like he was just totally he was throwing today like he was in a beehive trying to get, you know, just trying to hit something to get keep from getting stung. So I agree with you that he may be hurt. And that, you know, that separated shoulder may be a bigger issue for him. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's more. I think it's more the line issue with him more so than the. Uh, but I think I think I think I think they're tandem. I think I think it runs hand in hand. So he doesn't feel good on his left shoulder, and he doesn't trust what these guys are going to do. So I'm just going to do the goofiest thing I can figure out to keep from getting hit, and that's what I think I'm seeing. I, he's just bailing out on certain yep. plays. He's bailing out. He's not. He's not following through on certain passes. He's not making sure guys like dude. Those two passes that he threw to OBJ on the sideline were two of the worst passes I've ever seen anybody throw on the sideline. <laughs> like, they were awful. Both passes were awful. <laughs> then I watched Kirk Cousins throw a freaking dime to Justin Jefferson, bro. Like on the sideline, like it was good coverage. Uh, 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 my man had listen, my man had great coverage. Uh, John Johnson III is coming this way. Uh, Denzel is, is, is right over the top, and he just drops this thing right here. There's nothing neither one of these guys could do because the pass was so good. And then I look back at that pass that Baker threw OBJ, and it's Baker, he's he's out here, the sideline is here, and Baker throws it here. Like what come on, man. I need your help sometimes. I'm a really good wide receiver, but I need you to put it where it needs to go. You need to help me help you. And this dude was not on today. Baker wasn't on today, and I'm not killing Baker. I'm not killing Baker. I'm not going to kill Baker. It was a bad game. Today was a bad yeah. game. But we've watched Baker over the last two or three weeks not be terrible. Not be terrible. 
I'm not saying he was terrible today. He just was not good today. No, he was terrible. You can say that. That's fine. I'm, I'm not going to say listen. He, I he was say terrible today. today. But he. <laughs> but, I, but 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 that's to me. But that's okay. That that happens now. The only time that I'll get concerned if you see a pattern. If you if you go in, you know, two, three, four weeks, and you're struggling, you're not working it out. Then then I start to get concerned. And you that's know, one 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 really really bad day to day has has happened to to every quarterback in the NFL at at some point in time. You know, it's, but it's about how you bounce. But like I said it's all last year. Sometimes when you lose a game or you have a bad game, it's how you bounce back from it. Now I want to see how he does, you know, going to L.A. next week. Um, one other thing, too, I want to talk about, man, how did Chubb get 100 yards today? Because Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. He got 100 even. And he's not – he's still not on yeah. either, man. He's not on yet. And he manages and to run it out not, week. And he's not on the field the exact same way. Like no. last year – he was on the field, I would say, 90% of the time, 85% of the time. Yeah. This year, he's on the field about 70% of the time. And he still gets 100 yards. I'm being honest with you. I I, I remember when he when they, they went very Kareem heavy. I'm not against it, but they went very Kareem heavy at a certain point in the middle of, uh, yeah. of, the, of the first half going into the second half. And I, I was saying to myself, like, damn, what did Kareem? I mean, did uh, did, did Nick get hurt? Somebody texted me the exact same thing, asking if Chubb was hurt. Like, I, I didn't know. Like, you know, I'm watching the game, but I just didn't know what what may have happened or not. So I kept watching, kept watching, kept watching. Next thing I know, Nick comes in the game. I don't know if you if you guys remember this, but Nick, his, I think in the second half, his first three out of his five runs. Were twelve yards, mm-hmm. like boom, yeah, and boom, and then boom, like he was killing these guys. So it really helped open up what they were doing defensively, because then now, now our play action started working, and our, uh, you know, screen passes started working a little bit better for us. But I agree with you. There was no. There was no sign that it's, there was no reasoning behind him getting a hundred yards. Yeah, it's weird. Like, like, like we might end up we might end up with two running backs with about such with the extra game with about twelve hundred yards apiece. Like one may have twelve hundred, one may have eleven hundred. The way it's going, and and I'm you know a lot of and it's and it's funny, man, because people think that everybody can, you know, you get all these stars on the team and everybody can have a good game and everybody can get off. Because I see little comments like, well, Chubb need more carries or uh, where Chubb, you know, whatever. And I was like, well, it, you know, but y'all be wanting Kareem Hunt to get more carries too. Now, it ain't, it ain't but so many possessions, especially in today's NFL, you only have but so many possessions. Right. You know, and you ain't gonna get, be able to get so many touches. I mean, hell, um, Chubb still got 21 carries. Um, a matter of fact, between the two of them, I think they had like 36 carries. So they actually with just the just running backs alone, they had more more carries than um they, than passes today. And this is where I go towards where I was getting ready to go. I've been super hard on Kevin Stefanski. I've been super hard on Joe Woods. 
So let me, I kind of gave Joe Woods, did I give Joe Woods his kudos? If I didn't, hold on a second. However, let me talk about Kevin Stefanski. Today, had we lost today's game, I wouldn't have put it on Kevin Stefanski. And that says something. Because generally, and Sean is, uh, is, is kind of a witness to a lot of this. Last year, when we lost games, I would say I probably put it on Stefanski's doorstep about about 65. <laughs> you said 75? No, do you, about, about 95. You said 90. <laughs> okay. About, that, about 95. But, but you know what? That's fair too. Like, I mean, that's fair. So having having said that, had we lost today's game, I wouldn't have put this at uh Stefanski's feet. I, I feel like we had we had so many opportunities to score. We had so many opportunities to 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 you know uh build a lead and we just didn't. And it wasn't because of the play call. And it wasn't because the fan now there had there was a there was a small smidgen of things that Stefanski didn't do well. Like I said, I, I felt like, man, this dude don't know how to count. When he didn't go for, because I'm against taking points off the board. Right. I really am. And, and I felt like that first, uh, I'm going to go for it on fourth down, I felt like we should have just taken the field goal. Because now you're only down seven to three. So when you do the eight points, what does that give you? That gives you 14. I mean, that gives you 11 right there. We don't even need to kick a field goal. And then when he kicks the field goal, that's 14. And when he kicks the other field goal, right. that's 17. Like, you know, it. you have to understand where you are in the game to make it worth your time in the game. And I think sometimes being aggressive, which I'm not against being aggressive either, and this is what I mean. Like, I'm not even charging him with that. I thought he should have just kicked the field goal, but I wasn't mad at him for going for it either, especially once you started seeing where the defense kind of played out. That's one of those things where you see a guy shoot a, a three-pointer, and you're like, what the hell is he doing? And then he makes it, and then you say to yourself, yeah, good shot, my homie. Yeah, right, right, right. So it was one of those things. And, and, and so are fourth down conversions you make a fourth down conversion whether it's a pass or a throw you might say to yourself like oh he ain't gonna he ain't gonna throw that and they ran it and they don't get it now you mad and then you say oh he's not gonna pass it because they ran it and they don't get it so you mad but if it makes it you're not mad so it's it's a play on words kind of it's kind of a you know, one of those things where, all right, I got it right, I got it wrong. And you have to, as a fan, deal with it. But I think, ultimately, we were the better team. And that's what we were talking about on on uh, on our midweek show. I thought that we were the better team. I thought we had the better talent. I thought that we were better from top to bottom, even in terms of the coaching. I like Mike Zimmer. I think Mike Zimmer is a good coach. Um, and while I agree, you are what your record says you are. Minnesota ain't no one and 
one and three team. No, not at all. They're not a one and three team. They got to figure some stuff out to 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 kind of turn their. And you know what, too, I want to give their defense credit early. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because they were, you know, they were playing like a team. Remember, I said they can't afford to go one and three. Yeah. Right now, you know, with, with Green Bay being on the roll, and they were playing like it. Like their defense was really aggressive with us early on, too, where you look at a lot of the plays, like our receivers weren't open all, a lot of the time. You no, know, they, they, were, they were covered. So they weren't. Uh, I get them. Actually, Patrick Peterson did a good job on certain uh, routes. Yeah. Versus uh, OBJ, yeah. and gave him some problems. I thought I thought it was a, a little bit of holding that didn't get called. But I mean, what you know what? If we run any game versus any team, yeah, not just our favorite team, you're gonna see. Yeah, it and it wasn't and, and it wasn't a lot of penalties today. And yeah, I thought the penalties yeah. that were called were fair. There's a couple of passing interference that caught on us, and they they showed the replay. I'm like, yeah, he grabbed the jersey, yeah. you know, or whatnot, and vice yeah. versa. Same thing with Minnesota. A couple of times they got called for PI or holding, and they, you know, and that was the case. So, um, for once, the officials didn't really get in the way, you know, too much today. So, yeah, I just felt um, like overall, it. man, look, we were three and one. We're tied with Baltimore and Cincinnati right well, now. We're tied with the Bungles. And like I, I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. In this division, I can't be below the Bungles. Not right now. No. <laughs> I, no. I feel like we're a better. I feel like we're a better team. They may have better uh, uh, offensive situations set up because I think Jamar Chase is really good. Um, I think Joe Burrow is really good, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, I, I ain't scared of Cincinnati at all. But I'm not scared of them guys. And that's what I was telling my next-door neighbor. For those of you guys who don't know, my next-door neighbor is a uh, a Pukeburg Steelers fan. And he brings all his little Pukeburg fans over every week. So we have these across-the-porch arguments and yellings and there's a lot of people that think that we have like a beef or whatever. We don't, but you know, that's what happens when they see me walk out with this kind of stuff on. And, oh, you still root for them bonds? Nigga, it's June. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> are we doing this in June? Right. right. You know, but that's, that's what I usually get. So, you know, for us to be ahead of Pittsburgh is great. But I can't wait until, and, and I, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Sean, tell me if I'm wrong or not. The last time that the Browns and the Bengals were tied for first place, we went down to Cincinnati on a Thursday night. Am I correct? Oh, yeah. Yep. That, that probably was. <laughs> but it was an epic night. That's a story that we have to tell one day on one of our men we chose. We, we, yeah, we don't that, have that time. That was a crazy night. Listen, we don't have time tonight. But there are clearly posters up in uh, southern, or excuse me, I'm sorry, northern Ohio. Northern Kentucky. I mean, I'm sorry, northern Kentucky. I'm sorry. Because I almost said southern Ohio, but it's northern Kentucky. There's posters in Northern Kentucky of me and Sean 
because we gave them cats so much grief that night. And that <laughs> And I'm not gonna give any spoilers away. We'll talk about right. it maybe, maybe during Bengals Week when we when we go down there. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. So Bengals Week, we'll, we'll, we'll tell the story of our road trip. We'll talk about that down in Cincinnati. But uh, I think for us to be tied with these guys, we're better than we're better than uh, the Bengals ever could think that they are. Right now, in this moment, not just because we're a better team, because I'm a fan, but I think we're a better team because we're a better team. We're a better coach team. So they got some talent, and I think they're coming. And I think what we're seeing right now is about to be what uh, uh, what the North, the AFC North, is about to be. Pittsburgh is on the backside. I was just having this discussion over there. I'm like, what y'all going to do? Because if your backup quarterback is right now, your number two backup quarterback is Mason. You think y'all you think y'all gonna win more games with Mason as your starter? You gotta move, you know, uh, Haskins in there somehow because you got more of a chance. He's he's a little more athletic. I don't know what he does in terms of throwing, but I I watched him throw at Ohio State. I think it's a little better a better of a quarterback than uh, Mason is. But at the same right. time, at the same time, y'all do what y'all do. Cause I'm not here to help y'all be better. We're here to be. Yeah, I really, I really, I really don't care what them bums do right about no, now. I want, look, and that's what I, told I want them to suffer and suffer slow. That's, that's what I want. But that's why he kicked me out of his house too. Cause I said the exact same thing. I said, Hey man, I'm just giving y'all some options. However, I don't care if you take my advice or not. I hope y'all lose every game, regardless of what y'all do. I hope, exactly. I hope when y'all go uh, test for the swine flu, everybody got it. I hope that uh, when y'all go file y'all taxes, you find out that y'all owe more money than you thought you owe. <laughs> I can't stand the doggone Pittsburgh Steelers. Period, and that's just me. So it is what it is. But uh, going back to the Browns, we did we really did a good job today, and. Let me let me point something out real quick. <clears throat> During the midweek show, I brought up uh, the amount of targets towards certain guys on um, uh, Minnesota's team. Well, we took we took somebody out of uh, the game because they needed him to help keep Miles Garrett in, under control, and that was Tyler Conklin. How many passes did Tyler Conklin catch today? Something like two, maybe. Maybe. Maybe Maybe three. But last week he had eight targets and seven catches. But they had to keep him in. And here's what made me think of it, because he got a holding call. Because guess who he was trying to to block? One-on-one. Right. One-on-one with doggone Miles Garrett. He had to hold. But guess what that does to their offense? And this is what we have to be every week defensive. We have to be a problem for those guys' offense. And this goes right back into what Miles was talking about. Man, I done took a dude out the whole offense. You telling me y'all niggas can't make a play? Right. And since he said that, what's happened, bro? Yeah. Like night and day. 
night and day, man. So let's go ahead and, you know, do our game balls for today. Um, I'll let you go first, bro. All right. So I'm going to do it a little bit differently today. So, because I'm going to give a game ball, first of all, to the whole defense. Whole defense. And I'm going to give one to the whole defense. I'm going to give one to Joe Woods. And now individually, um, Jadavion Clowney. Yep. Clowney was a monster today, disrupting it. And that's that's what we need to see. It ain't about sacks. Need you back here being being just be disruptive. Um, him, uh, I'm gonna give Denzel Ward. I thought Denzel Ward made some huge, plays, huge plays. Um, and then I'm gonna give uh JOK um a game ball as well. But that's how I'm gonna do it today. But shout out to the defense as a whole, man. We've been dogging them. Remember last year, I wrote the defense all season. I was calling them elementary. Every day. Every day. Trash. I, I called him all types of names last year. This dude did anything but go up to Joe Woods and get him a wedgie. This dude. Like, right. So I, was, I was rough on the deal. I mean, they were the bane of my existence last football season. I had no faith in them whatsoever. So, and like, I'm fair. So when they play well, I'm going to give them credit. And I like the direction that they're going in. So you go ahead and give your game balls, RP. Okay, so for me, I'm going to give a game ball to Brady Williams. Uh, he okay. got his first uh, INT today, uh, his first NFL INT. He missed an assignment early. Adam Thielen's first catch was a 22-yard wide open, like nobody within – a seven, eight yards of me type of catch because he misread what was happening and fell back into an area where, the, you know, where John Johnson was already at. Gave Thielen that room and he caught that big-ass pass. But after that, all he was and all he did was figure out what was happening next. Mm -hmm. And he ended up, like the play that he got the interception on, he wasn't even guarding Thielen. He just came off his man to make that play. So that means that he's thinking, like thinking instinctively, not thinking like, oh, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? He's thinking instinctively. So I saw something out there today uh, and greedy because, you know, he was supposed to be the guy. Right. He could easily, he could have easily just checked out. He could have easily just been like, nah, I'm good. You know, these dudes don't want me. Uh, you know, Greg and start pouting and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but nah, this dude was playing the entire game trying to figure it out. So I gotta give him, I gotta give him a ball for that. Because he kept trying to figure it out. Uh my my second ball goes to the defensive uh front four. Uh, the Malik twins, my guy right there, and, of course, Miles Garrett. These guys got pressure with the front four just because they were there. Just because. It didn't start out that way. It took a little bit of time. Like, we just wore them down. And it, it took a minute, and, okay, we didn't get it this time. And then eventually it just became a regular thing where there was just pressure when they're like, you're looking around like, damn, 
How did that happen? How did they get to him? How did they get close to him? How did they rattle him? Kirk Cousins is clearly, to me, one of the most mediocre quarterbacks that's ever played in the in NFL, period. However, he's also one of the more accurate guys. He's in a great offense for what he does. And if you allow him to, he will eviscerate you. Right. The Browns did not allow him to get comfortable after that first, say, drive or so. We just kept at it. And I think a lot of that started with the front four. The front four created pressure without, and I know I know Joe Woods sent some blitzes, but that front four was really the genesis of that situation. So the front four gets one. That's different than what, what guys are used to. And then my third game ball goes to Joe Woods. Good call, bro. You decided to change it up. Because that first drive, man, them dudes went straight down the field, right down your throat on anything that you did. Like it didn't, it looked like I said to myself, man, if this is the defense we're gonna do all day, <laughs> <laughs> angry that we didn't kick the field goal. Because I'm yeah. like, did you, did you just see these guys go down the field and score on us? We can't, you know, be 14 nothing against this team. We have to, you know, score two. But we went 7 nothing and then lost on the fourth down. And then they went and made these dudes go three and out. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's figuring it out. And I have to give that to Joe Woods. Way to go, because I'm super hard on you, Joe. I'm mad hard on you. Uh, actually, we've been hard on you on this show, period. And it ain't because we don't like you. It's because we are tired of losing. <laughs> so I'm just tired want, of seeing atrocious defense, period. Yeah, we want y'all to win. So again, this is why I got my guy behind me. You know, I need, uh, you know, the defensive presence. The Davion was all over Kirk today. The defense was all over Kirk. So my game balls go to Joe Woods, that front four, and to Greedy Williams. Uh, and the, uh, my, uh, what they call that? The, the, you know, if I, if I can give a fourth one, I don't have a fourth one. But my, you know, my fourth one, if I had one to give, would go to uh, the warden because he started out bad, just like Greedy, and he kind of turned it around by the end of the game. Denzel played a really good game against a really good, really effective corner, uh, excuse me, wide receiver. And Denzel played him uh, straight up most of the game. And, it, and you know, right. and, he was effective. and he was very effective. So that's that's those are my game balls. Um, you know, I just hope to see better play out of Baker going forward. And my and my guess is, if you want to do the percentages, Baker had three really good games. He didn't even have no turnovers this game. I expect to see him go back to form next week. I think so too. I think I think he'll definitely bounce back. So, um, real quick, we can touch on Ohio State. 
And um, I must admit that, like I said, I've been real tired, man, saying burning both ends of the candle. So I conveniently fell asleep right at kickoff. <laughs> and I missed the entire first half of the game. Did you? And, and when I woke oh. up, and when I woke up, it was 35 to three. So I have no idea what happened in the first half. Um, well, I know that we, we, we were kicking their ass because that's all I need to know. But I don't have any intimate details or knowledge of the first half of that football let me, game. Let me, let me tell you, bro. Let me tell you, bro. You didn't have to go and take a two-hour nap. You could have dozed off and woke up, and it would have been ugly. Like, it happened fast. I literally, I turned the game on because I believe that, I believe, um, Rutgers had the ball first. Okay. And as, you know, the game was, as they were switching uh, ends or switching hands, I went in the kitchen and I was washing out, you know, my skillet because I had made breakfast. So I was like, let me go in here and rinse out these skillets and wash out this stuff and blah, blah, blah. I walked back in and we had the ball. So I said, man, what the hell happened? But I don't like going back because I have um you I use YouTube TV. I don't okay. like going back to see what happened. I'm just like, okay, we got the ball. And literally when I walked into the front room, I watched Travion Henderson run uh 53 yards for a touchdown. Okay. Literally, I walked in as they said hike. And they handed this dude the ball and he walked, literally walked in, a 52-yard walk in. I was like, damn. So, okay, we up seven, nothing. I walked back out. I started doing other stuff because I don't feel like I need to totally focus. And I turned the TV on in the uh -huh. kitchen, but I was doing other stuff and I would look up and I'm like, damn, we, I didn't expect. And if you go back, anybody, even if you go back and look at the, the, the short video that we put out, we we said that these guys' records were going to score at least 20 points. <laughs> yeah, you said like 35-20. You know, yeah. I thought they would cover the spread, but I thought Rutgers have been playing a little bit better. And the way our defense has been playing, you know, I was like, Ain't hey, no you know, they'll probably score a few points. Ain't no guarantees because I don't, I don't like this defense. This defense did really good this week. They had pick sixes. Um and, and I don't, I don't have any faith in this defense, though. Going like going forward, however, right. Well, after after the Maryland game, that's when you know the test will start. Then they'll well, be Maryland. I tell you what, we but, may, no matter what we experience. I, mean, I don't know how many weeks out. We're at least we're at least uh, six weeks out right now. I think they might have moved the game, but. We beat Michigan. From what I saw today, or excuse me, uh, Saturday, we beat Michigan, man. I watched Michigan in the last two weeks. Man, we beat Michigan. So, I'm going to say that right now. I'm saying that right now. The only reason why I'm hesitant, because that winning streak got to end at some point. Bro, it ain't. It, 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 it has to end at some point. 
And it shouldn't end. Well, where is the game? Is the game in Columbus or is it in, in Ann Arbor? Let's take a look. I think I it's in Columbus. I think it's in Ann Arbor. I think it's in Ann Arbor this year. But let's take a look. Turn that light out, please. I told you, my family don't care about nothing. Because yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to step out on that limb yet until I see how we do against other Big Ten competition. Um, like so, when we when we start playing Penn State, yeah, we're in, we're in, we're in Ann Arbor this year. Yeah. So what, what first test, I believe is shit. Really, Nebraska. All those teams are playing better, man. So well, we we got. Well, let's be honest. It's it's at, it's going to be Maryland, but we're at home. We'll beat Maryland. I can't worry about them. Uh, we also have Penn State, but that's at home. But that's going to be a tough game. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one, man. That's going to be a really tough game. Now, we follow that up. That tough game at Penn State. We follow that up. Going to Nebraska. Going to Lincoln. Yeah. That's that, going to be a tough game, too. That is going to be a tough freaking game. Do we play Michigan State this year? Yeah. We play, but we play in uh in C bus. We play in C bus, but that's what I'm saying. Like I want to see when we play these. We got a gauntlet right now, man. Right, it's a nice little gauntlet that we got to run. Uh, Penn State one week, Nebraska on the road the next week, and then we got uh, Michigan State two weeks after the Nebraska game, but we're at home. You know, we don't have to go to Lansing, but then we got to travel after playing a rival, Michigan State. We got to travel to damn uh, Ann Arbor. So it's it's kind of set up for us to lose at least one of those games. Yeah, see, because like, so, all right, so, so our defense got healthy basically against Akron and Rutgers. And they'll probably get healthy again against Maryland. So I'm not gonna step on that limb saying we definitely gonna beat Michigan yet until man, we, we get into. Michigan, man. I'm saying that, All sir. Right. All right, it's recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust this team yet. I don't trust them either. But I'm just, I'm just stretching out. I'm, I'm stretching out on that. Hold on a second. My my babies are here. Hey, baby. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> so, man, uh, I'm, I'm stretching out, and I'm gonna say, we beat Michigan. We may not look. We may not be Michigan State. We beat Michigan, which is gonna look, which is gonna piss I mean, them off even more. <laughs> I mean, Michigan State ain't exactly. They're getting better. They're not there, but they've always been a thorn in Ohio State's side, especially when bro, Ohio State's trying to make a championship run. Imagine not beating Michigan State and then turn around the next week and beating Michigan. Right. That, and, and, and in a way, you know, I've been rooting for Michigan State just a little bit, only because their coach went to my alma mater. He's a Cleveland Heights high grad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Mel Tucker. Right. So he was there when I was a freshman. He was a junior, I believe. I like Mel. First got there. So. Mel, Mel has been a part of the Browns as well. Yes, he was. Uh, uh, Mel is, is a good coach, and I, I got a lot of love for Mel. And I ain't mad for Mel 
uh, for going to, you know, Lansing to try to further his coaching career. But, you know, at this point, you, you, you're a part of that whole system. And I don't, I don't have, I don't, I don't want nothing for you, bro. Hope you lose. Yeah, no, you know, when they're, when they're not playing Ohio State, I root for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on, when man. they're playing Ohio State, of course. Come on, man. And, listen, and, and then we can discuss it afterwards. I could talk to him at the cigar bar. Like, hey, man, it ain't nothing personal. I just, I'm an Ohio State guy. What you want me to say? So, you know, but saying all of that, I can't wait. Because we're getting ready to hit that gun. That gauntlet is coming. And next week starts it with Maryland. We we felt like it started last week with Rutgers, but it starts again with, with, with Maryland. Um that that'll be a tougher test than than Rutgers, I, I believe, uh, as you said. And then we got IU. And then it goes into the real gauntlet where we got Penn State, uh Nebraska. Uh you know, then we got a we got a small reprieve with Purdue. Because we're at home for that one. I know yeah, Purdue, as, long as, we, as long as we're not playing in in, in uh where's Purdue at? On tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in, in Lafayette. Uh West Lafayette. As long as we're not playing there. West Lafayette. I'm not worried about Purdue, but playing there is bro. It's some about what'd you say? That was the worst game, one of the worst games I ever saw in my life when they was at yeah. Purdue and got 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 ran up on. Yeah. So, it's something about Ohio State playing night games against sorry ass Big Ten teams on the road. Iowa, Iowa has whooped our ass. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nebraska has whooped our ass. And I listen, I can't stand that damn whiteout down in damn Happy Valley, out in Happy Valley. I can't stand it. You know that they're only 500 on those whiteout games? They put this so so when Auburn went to Penn State a couple of weeks ago, they put the stat up. I was surprised. I thought they had a much higher winning percentage um, at home on those games. They're they're, they're only five hundred in those white well, out, nice white out uh, games. I guarantee most of those are against us. <laughs> Probably. Probably. I remember the. I swear, uh, I swear my kids was going to be on camera. They just right. wait. They just wait. So daddy is recording and then like, good night. Right. All right, boy. Good night. Daddy loves you. Well, all right, bro. But let's go ahead and, and wrap this boy up because I got to yeah, get ready for work tomorrow yeah, let's morning. Go ahead. We, 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 we've done enough. I think we made our point. Uh, the Browns are three and one. You know, Old State walked out unscathed. Walked out unscathed against uh, Rutgers. They went to New Jersey and came so, out. Right. So it was a good sports weekend overall. Next week is interesting, man. I'm debating whether or not I'm going to watch some of these baseball playoffs. Um, yeah. I haven't yeah. watched a baseball game in about a month now, probably like a month, month and a half. I will. But there's some interesting matchups coming up, man. So I might check I, some. I'll watch because it's the playoffs. Um, you know, the Yankees, uh, which everybody who any you know pays any attention to the show i'm a yankees fan as well so you know i'll pay some attention because the yankees well, first are in of all, first of all did the yankees get in yeah they won today the so they're they're in 
And they got okay because I know like the Blue Jays was like kicking their ass for like yeah, a couple they, years. They, the day. they beat Tampa Bay today, so they're they're in. Okay, but, but the truth is, I like playoff baseball. Like playoff baseball, regardless who of who's playing, it's just interesting to me because you always get down to the same stuff. I don't care how good your team is. I don't care who you bought. I don't care how much you paid this guy to be here. If you can lay a bun down, I'm better than you. Yeah, if you got a manager that can just, you know what I mean? Like that, mm -hmm. that always intrigues me. I got a guy on base. So now I'm putting all my guys, we ain't even swinging the bat no more. Now we just lay buns down to move this guy over, to put pressure on this pitcher. Like it's so much strategy that goes into playoff baseball that isn't necessarily in every single game, that every single 162 games of the of Major League Baseball regular right. season. Like you start out like instantly, like yo, this dude on second base, it's time to switch this dude out. Nigga, it's the first inning. You about to switch the dude out and make sure he gets the <laughs> <laughs> Like you know what I mean? Like I just well, I love well, that. Those are interesting too. You got I love that rule that now that your relief pitcher got to face three batters, right? You know, and so I know that's going to drive from the managers crazy. And I love that part of the game. Like I just enjoy watching the strategy of playoff baseball. There's nothing like it. When people say that baseball is boring, I absolutely understand that you don't know nothing about baseball at all because baseball while it's boring if you know baseball you know what's coming up next you just see it you see oh all right yeah i can understand it's 162 games it's a lot of games you don't want to watch every game but the playoffs everybody switches up that's why tony la Russa is one of the most winning dudes on the planet and now he done found another spot to go to to make these dudes relevant yeah. So right, and plus, and then and then you living and dying with every single pitch, like literally. Man, I I, like I love playoff baseball. So I'm looking forward to uh the next couple of weeks with the with the playoffs coming up, along with what the Browns are doing, along with what Ohio State is doing. I wish the Indians were uh involved, or if you want to call them uh the Guardians, I wish they were involved, but it's okay. And then, and then, pretty soon, the NBA uh, NBA campus started. Hey, yeah, we we've already started a couple of uh, of, of training camp uh, training camp started this week, right? So yeah. next week, yeah. I think you start your exhibition games. I think the Cavs have exhibition game next week, so we're getting ready to get into the to the meat of what we do uh, amongst uh, what what Sean and I do in, in, in sports talk. So uh, we are. Listen, we hitting the ground running. We're talking about it all. We're looking for it all. Sean, go ahead and get these guys uh, all of the streaming platforms. Okay, so you can catch us on um, Two Guys in a Mic, 216 on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Google Podcasts at Two Guys in a Mic, also on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any streaming platform um, that you have access to. Also, Two Guys in a Mic, 216 on Facebook. So if you check us out on YouTube, please like and subscribe. 
also, you know, comment. And we will definitely go back and forth with you. We'll comment back. We can have a discussion about whatever you, you know, whatever you what, mind, So same thing with the IG page and with the uh and with the uh, Facebook. Yeah. Two guys in the mic six on Instagram, you know, send us an instant message, a DM, you know, anything. So and it will be more than happy to correspond back with you. All right, man. You got anything else? You good? No, that's it, man. I'm about to go ahead and get ready to hit this grind next week, man. So you have a good week as well. And then we'll see you guys on our midweek show. All right, bro. All Peace. right, man. Love you, guys. Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts, Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. You've just listened to Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts, Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Tune in to us later on this week as our midweek podcast will be streaming. Until then, peace.